hey, we want to welcome you back to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast, episode 14. Hey guys, so fun to be with you tonight. It's so great to have you guys with us. We hope you've been having a wonderful week. I know we have, uh, but we wanted to kick off this week with a question, and it's this. Do you ever decide what you like? Yeah, absolutely. Of, of course yeah, you do, right? Yeah, we have. Yeah, I mean, think about it, right, Don? You know, yep. when it comes to restaurants, you and I mm-hmm. will go sit in a restaurant and we'll yeah. sit down and do we like the food? Yeah. Do we like Texas the service? Texas Roadhouse, we love food. Yeah, <laughs> we, like, we like steaks, <laughs> yes. like, we like hamburgers. Or, or also to the movies, you know, you think about it as you're watching the movie, do you like the plot line? Do you like the actors? Are the actors mm-hmm. cheesy? Are they good? How about your workplace? Is there drama? Do you have a really good boss or a really bad boss? Or maybe it's your neighborhood, good neighbors, bad neighbors, uh, gorgeous looking lawns or, you know, just junk all over the lawn and a mess next door. So do you ever decide what you like? Again, of course you do. Yeah, we all do. So what about your marriage? Well, today we're going to encourage you to look into your marriage and to decide if you like what you see. Are you happy with where your marriage is at or are you settling for just okay or mediocre? Is your marriage at a point where you are thriving and loving life? Are you at a point of maintaining something that is not truly what you want? Well, we asked that question. Why? Because we believe that marriage has the potential to be the greatest relationship that you can ever experience. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Welcome to the Love in the Fight podcast. My name is Travis Rosinger, and we are excited to have you with us today. Relationships are all around us. They're everywhere. Healthy relationships hold the key to success in life. The best kind of relationships, they're filled with love. Whatever you're fighting for, part of why we are doing this podcast is that we want to encourage you today to fight for love. I'm joined today by my co-host, my beautiful wife, Don Rosinger. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. Just a little background information on Travis and I. We are actually high school sweethearts, so we've been married for a little while. Along the way, we've had the opportunity to raise two amazing kids. We love Jesus, we love people, and we absolutely love encouraging marriages. Outside of a relationship with God, I think what we're really trying to say is we believe that it is the one relationship that could bring you the most satisfaction that you could ever desire while you're alive on this earth. So what do you want for your marriage? Maybe it's time to shift our thinking and to dive into all that God wants for us and for our marriages. And I feel like I we have seen personally a lot of people kind of fall into that trap of just just getting by in their marriage or just getting in this rut and just, you know, thinking that that's normal. There are so many people that we've seen, uh, Don, of course, in our lifetimes, watching people fall into that trap. But what about us? There have been moments in our lives where we're just getting by and we're, you know, just kind of coasting. Yep. And I know, um, I think God has more for all of us. I think he does. I know he does. Well, if you guys don't know, I grew up in a very large family. I'm actually number five of seven kids. I always tease and you know laugh and say that I was kind of the forgotten middle, the forgotten child. But being from a large family, 
there were certain routines that we had to maintain in order to make day-to-day life just function um, somewhat properly. Again, there was nine of us in one household. That is household. a huge family. We all knew that if we didn't adhere to these routines, then we would miss out on certain things like eating or talking on the phone. Obviously, this was the you know pre-cell phone days where we only had one phone for everybody in the oh, house. Oh, it was awful back then, or, wasn't it? <laughs> or worse yet, we would lose out on bathroom time. Again, we had one bathroom for nine people. <laughs> Please tell me your mom and dad didn't fill the tub and then use the same no, water no, for no, each no, no. of the kids. That would Bath- be horrible. Not at all. But bathroom time was very valuable. Um, my mom had to be obviously really organized. She I just did. remember we went grocery shopping and we'd have two carts. And I think one cart, we had like four or five gallons of milk every week. She had to shop every week, one for uh, drinks and one for food. But she had to be very organized. And she made suppers every single night when I was a kid. And when it was time for supper, we all knew that you better be sitting at the table or you wouldn't get any food. No, honestly, you wouldn't get your portion. That's tough. <laughs> we we didn't ever have an option of what we got to eat. We ate what was put on our plate and there were just no leftovers. My mom would literally dish every single plate based on our size or our age. And that is what we would get for supper that night. We got just enough. My mom made just enough. She served up our plates so we all would get our portion and we were thankful for that portion. But if you weren't at the table, you wouldn't get your portion. This meant you didn't miss supper. Otherwise, you would be hungry for till the mm. next morning. We didn't have a snack cupboard or a pantry like we do now filled with, I know. with food. We love um, to have it filled with food. Because again, just the, our family size, we had just enough. So being a kid and growing up in this environment, of course, I thought this was honestly, I thought this was normal, that it was typical. So when I first married you, Travis, I saw and it did exactly what I was taught. I made just enough. You did. And I was so excited. I remember that, you know, as your bride, um, I would cook supper for you. And the first, you know, week or two, you would sit down at the table and I would scoop out your portion (laughs) and then I would scoop out my portion and I, you know, I would, you know, the plates weren't at the table. I would bring them to the table and I remember you looking down (laughs) at your plate and I could see on your face, like you were thinking, you know, this is it. Is this really all I get, trust yes. Do you remember that? I'm having flashbacks <laughs> well, right now. What moments. were your thoughts at that time? Yeah, I think my thoughts, Don, were, you know, just shock and disbelief. I was not used to anybody dishing out uh, my food and giving me just enough to keep me alive. <laughs> yeah. Just wasn't what I was used to. Um, and I, I think, you know, and you would, you would probably echo this now too, but I wasn't trying to be offensive. I, I honestly... I was always worried based on what I could see that you put on my plate or what was still left on the the stove was that I was worried that there wouldn't be enough, Mm. that you were always making barely enough for the two of us. And why was I worried? Because I could see in my mind, in my imagination, a table filled with an abundance of food from when I was growing up. My Mm. mom always made an abundance of food. And so I was wishing that we as a couple, as a married couple, (laughs) had that same thing. I wanted an abundance mentality, not only for our meals, but of course, even for our lives. And again, I wasn't trying to be offensive. I know I probably was and maybe hurt your feelings at times, but it was shocking to me. Yeah, we just grew up in two totally different environments. We did. (laughs) With when it came to food, I had just enough and you had more than enough. But I can remember your facial expression and Honestly, it crushed me as your new young 19-year-old bride because I thought for sure that I failed as a wife. 
But thankfully, after 27 years of marriage, I have learned what you like and I know your portion sizes. And in return, you have learned to control your facial expressions and your blunt yes. comments. You're definitely I'm not as blunt as you I'm were. I'm working on that, or I've gotten better, hopefully. It sounds strange to say, but we have now strong marital harmony when it comes to food. We do. And portions. We're on the same page. I know it's <laughs> kind of funny. We just had a picnic with some family this last weekend, and we brought out, you know, you brought out these big uh, sandwiches. And then you brought out one bag of chips. Yeah, it was family size, but for like what felt like 12 people. And I immediately freaked out in my mind. I thought, that's all there is. Oh, no, she messed up again. (laughs) Didn't bring enough food. But then, of course, you pulled out like 18 sides to go with those chips, to go with those sandwiches. (laughs) So, yes, we are definitely on the same page, Don. Well, a while back, I remember this scenario kind of came to my mind. um, Just this, you know just enough or more than enough mentality. And I felt like God was kind of asking me, Don, is your mentality just enough? Don, have you taken the mentality of what you saw as a kid when it came to the family suppers and allowed it to creep into your life and mentality as an adult? So just enough mentality, no leftovers, bare minimum. If we could paint a picture, Don, it would be just enough friends or just enough success in my job, just enough satisfaction with my grades, just enough of Jesus to keep me out of hell. Maybe just enough faith to survive or just enough compassion, love, kindness, just enough generosity. Am I just a good enough spouse, just a good enough parent, just a good enough friend? Or when I think of God, do I think that he will give me just enough? Mm. Is he a God of just enough? Is that the kind of God that we serve? Do we view him as this just enough God? Are we really going to settle for mediocre or okay? I don't know about you, Travis, but I don't want just enough friends. I mean, I want a lot of friends. I don't want just enough, you know, kindness and love. I want a lot of kindness yes. and love and compassion. This just enough mentality, I don't I don't want that do in my I. life to creep in, especially in our marriage. I believe that God was and continually challenges me with this thought like of just enough. But but why? Why would I be thinking about this concept? I didn't feel I don't really feel like I believed any of those things or or do I? I know that God is trying to teach me and challenge me with something, this just Mm, enough versus more than enough mentality. So what if instead of a just enough mentality, we viewed life in our marriage like this, like a buffet table? Uh, I I know you love buffets. Now you're talking my language, Don. Absolutely. But what if that's what we looked at our marriage as or our, our life? If we looked at our life and our marriage and viewed it as more than enough, we know when we go to a buffet, It's more than... It's never going to run out. This is exactly what God has for you and for me and for our marriages. He has more than enough. He has this beautiful buffet set out for us, and we are invited to continually come to this table because He has more than enough. He is the God of more than enough, and I believe that with all of my heart. Unfortunately, we have met many couples who get stuck in a rut and think that the way that their marriage is now is the way that it will always be. They think that they, 
there's no hope for their marriage. They have given up all hope. They know they are not satisfied with their marriage relationship, but they cannot see past it and they cannot see that God has so much yeah, more for them. And I think, Don, they've just lost their vision yeah. for what could be in their marriage and they're settling. They're mm-hmm. settling for just okay, getting yeah. by mediocre. I think it all comes down to this. Let me just ask this question. How do we view God? Mm, How do you view God? How do we view our Father in heaven? Let me put it this way. What's your view of God? How do you view him? How do you look at him? Do you recognize him as the source and the provider of all things? That it all belongs to him. Mm, It all comes from him and it's all dispersed by him. Do we really view him as a more than enough God? God is more than enough. Yeah, Don, and I think so often in our lives because of all the pressure and all the busyness and even the 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 complexities of relationships, so often our minds and our hearts drift away from mm. truth. And that's where we need to come back to the Bible every time. And we need to say, okay, tell us about God. What, yeah. do, what do we need to be reminded yeah about who God really is. And in the Bible, I think the Apostle Paul wanted to increase our view of God. And he wrote these words to the Christians in Ephesus. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, he says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. Mm, yeah. He's talking about God. Now to God who is able to do immeasurably more than all that we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever hmm. and ever. Did you hear that, yeah, Don? I yeah. mean, isn't that incredible? That's he phenomenal. said God is able to do more than you and I can even think of or that we could dream of or more than we could ever ask for, or more than we could ever imagine. No matter what you and I could possibly think of, that is what God is capable of doing. Plus more. Plus more. (laughs) Immeasurably. Whatever we think (laughs) of, plus more. I love it. And that's what the Apostle Paul says. He says, not only is God able to do more, he's able to do immeasurably Mm. more. We can't even, you know, quantify it or measure it. God's resources are beyond measure, so much so that we cannot even begin to fathom the extent of how big he is and what Mm. is possible. So I would ask this question, is this more than enough God, the God you really know? Do you Mm -hmm. know the more than enough God? Is this God the God you depend on for your everyday need and living? Is this the God that you are trusting to provide for you everything and that you need in your life and in your marriage? I think if we view God this way, we will be able to totally get rid of that just enough mentality. Yeah. And I think it comes down to truly how do we view God? And, and it's really, I think you're, you're hitting on something, Don. It's really a fight. Yeah. We have to fight negative thoughts that come in that uh, just Every day. <laughs> constantly say, yeah. well, that's the way your life's going to be. Yeah. It's never going to get any better. And we need to chase those thoughts out of our minds and out of our hearts. So mm-hmm. I, I just want to ask everybody listening, what about in your marriage? Mm-hmm. Is this the God that you rely on when you feel like your marriage is at the end of its rope? When your marriage feels hopeless and you think it can never get better, when your spouse is selfish, unkind, or insensitive, when the emotional wounds are deep and love is dissipating, how about when you believe that only a miracle can save your marriage? Again, 
What do you believe about God? And if it's not correct, if it's not in alignment with what we just read that comes from the Bible, it's time to change. Yep. And Travis, I know we in our own marriage have been at times where we felt like we were at the end of our rope when uh, we just a few times. have felt like each other were selfish or insensitive. Oh, definitely. When there we have you know created emotional wounds, unfortunately, or you know what, when we've needed miracles to save our marriage, we too have been in that point. And I know that we have. many other couples struggle in this area. But what do you believe about God mm. in those moments? And what can he do for your marriage? And I think, Don, the, the bigger question, too, that I would add to that would be, what do you want from God for your marriage? Mm. He's yeah. our Heavenly Father. It's okay to want things, just like you would want an earthly father to help you out. It's okay to want God, our Heavenly Father, to help us out. So what would blow away the just enough mentality in your marriage and put your marriage into the abundance mm. territory, yeah. the more than enough, kind of what you talked about earlier. Maybe for some of you, it's just both you and your spouse, you know, having your marriage be the number one yeah. priority in your life just below God. Maybe that would be that abundance or more mm. than enough mentality, or maybe uh, it's more quality time with another, greater trust or deeper intimacy. What is it that you want from God? Could it be a chance to laugh and play more yeah. as a couple or forgiveness for past mistakes? Maybe it's believing that God has more for your marriage and then going after mm. that, chasing after that with everything within you. Again, what do you want from God? What would shatter the just enough mentality in your marriage? Again, you've got to remember what it said in Ephesians, God can do immeasurably more. And I think with our marriage, we literally have to just trust God and know that he has a plan and a purpose. So when it comes to your marriage, is God the first one you turn to when you're frustrated with your spouse? Do you go to God or do you go to your best friend or do you go to you know your sibling or do you mm. go to someone else? Do you call on God when the fighting is out of control and the anger is raging up within your, in your heart and in your soul? Do you call on God? Do you believe that you can trust him with your marriage and with your spouse? Or how about do you believe that God has a plan and a purpose for your marriage and that he can make all things new? Do you really trust him? Mm, and I just want to encourage such you. Such a good question. He is the source of everything. All you have to do is put your trust and your hope in God. And with God, all things are possible. Absolutely. And we need to be doing that not only as individuals, but as a, ma a married couple. Yeah. Yep. And, and praying and believing and writing those things down. I know, Travis, you, you and I, we fully believe that God is a more than enough God. Immeasurably more. He has proven it. He has shown us over and over and over, over and over again. again. Yeah. Miracle after yeah. miracle done. And you know what the coolest thing is, guys, is we even believe this for you. We absolutely we do. believe that God can do immeasurably more, immeasurably more than you could ever ask for or imagine in your marriage. We need to trust God with their marriage and our spouse and believe that God is working on our behalf. Let us challenge you. Trust him. Trust God. Trust him with your marriage. Trust him with your spouse. Trust him with your life. I like uh, the quote that we have today by C.S. Lewis, and it's from his book, The Four Loves. And he says this about God. He said, in God, there is no hunger that needs to be filled, only plenteousness that desires to mm, give. Yeah. And I really appreciate that quote by C.S. Lewis because it speaks so much about our Heavenly Father 
and just that he he has no uh, a lack. He there's no hunger no. in God. Man, God has a massive abundance and a desire to give. So we yeah. want to challenge you guys instead of giving you four or five points, you know, as part of yeah. this podcast today, we just want to challenge you guys to write down your own points. Write down five things that you want to start seeing in your marriage mm-hmm. and begin to pray and believe that God can give you those things in your marriage. And if you do this together as a couple, which we highly recommend, maybe you know your 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 spouse goes one direction, you go another, and you each write down five things that you believe or want for your marriage that you don't have right now, and then come back together as a couple and share those things with one another. So I just want to encourage you again before we leave, get rid of the just enough mentality. It's got to go. Look at your marriage, look at life as a buffet table that God has more than enough. He absolutely does. And we want to thank you guys for joining us today at the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. We believe in you guys. Don't ever stop loving the fight. You guys got this. You can do it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Love in the Fight Marriage Podcast. If this podcast encouraged you, then be sure to share it with others that you care about through your Facebook page, Instagram, or other social media channels. Please hit the subscribe button if you have not subscribed, and please click like and leave us a review. Tell us what you think. For more conversations about marriage and what it takes to make sure that you are loving the fight, visit us at lovingthefight.com. See you next time.